Welcome back to another episode with the Korean Woman Podcast. Today we have a special returning guest, Miss Maria. Um, yes, if you guys know that we tried to do the Instagram live a couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, I'm not sure. And yeah, the internet was, everything was just not working in our favor. So today we're here to try it again <laughs> because it's such an important um, interview. Because today we're going to talk about a very special, locally written book from one of our very awesome matters. And Miss Maria was part of the project management team. So she's just going to introduce herself because who better to introduce herself than the person itself and just give us a little bit more information on this book. So Maria. Hello, everyone. So yes, I'm Maria Jose. I'm here to talk about Kushobi comic book uh, published by Nelly Blaze. So basically, I, I, my field of work is completely different. I am like specialized in food industry. I am a technical coordinator, not related at all, like from <laughs> writing and everything. Uh, so, well, however, you know, like Nelly has been working on this book for four years and I have been part of the project for two years. So basically, uh, Nelly handed to me the full graphic novel a couple of years ago. Uh, for me to do a review to him, like share my thoughts and improvements that he could make. And since then I have like witnessed the whole progression, you know, like the moment the novel was finished till now that it's been published as the first comic book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been really exciting, interesting and insightful journey for us together. So I'm sure like all of you, the audience we, is, gonna, is going to love it. And as well, I would like to say that if anyone like buys the book and have like any questions when reading it or wants to have do a comment or talk to us to Nelly or anything like we are open to anything. So yes, and as well, I want to I would like to thank you, Dina, for having me here. And yes, and I feel that it's really important for us women to support each other and uh, support our achievements. And yeah, I think like that is a really a uh, good podcast as well as I commented before that you're doing it. So yes, I just uh, encourage you to continue it. And I'm sure like, you know, yes, it, it started recently. So I'm sure it's going to grow and get big. And yes, and more and more people is going to start like having this kind of conversations, you know, right. support very important. All of us. Very important. Oh, well, thank you for your introduction. It's, it's so funny because usually as women, we, tend to hold many hats we tend to do a lot of things so it's Mm -hmm. funny for you to be working in a different industry and also being part of this project management team with this book so it's really commendable so kudos to you yes like basically with like this is like one of the projects and it's super funny because as I said I work on food industry Mm -hmm. I'm collaborating with Nelly in this book but as well, like we have another project that is like we participated on a hackathon mm-hmm. and then it's like we present the solution for COVID-19 and we are developing an application that has to do with artificial intelligence and that oh has nothing to do with my field. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's like really nice like, to mm-hmm. be part of different projects, different things, like, uh, you know, get to learn like different right. stuff, more like multifacetic I don't know if this is the correct word in English multitask or I don't know multitask a multitasker okay yeah well it's very commendable so I'm very proud of you 
we're all rooting for you. <laughs> let's get more into this book. So can you just tell us what is Kushobi? Like, give us more details on it. So Kushobi Origins talks about the life of Oxy. So you will see him on the cover of the book. That's Oxy. And the book uh, talks about his spiritual journey and his path to become mm -hmm. the advisor of Egypt. All this journey of life, of course, implies his love life, his voodoo spirituality, how he becomes a chief. And of course, like in life, you have to face difficulties. Right. So in path, there is no difference. Like, so as a chief, uh, he needs to solve these difficulties. And for that, he will have to travel to Japan. So yeah, it's like basically all of that. And the story like shows African culture and science as well as indigenous disciplines. Mm -hmm. And Nelly really like love manga and Japanese, like, Japanese manga. So that's why like the style and format mm -hmm. like follows like the manga. And as well, we have one character in the book that is like, Japanese so yeah it, that's what mm -hmm. Kushobi is about okay okay and what are the goals of Kushobi so the main goal of Kushobi is like to make indigenous and afro-descendant people to be proud of who they are mm -hmm. as well you know like we are underrepresented in media newspaper like like right. everywhere so basically with this book, we want to give black, brown and indigenous people more representation okay. and that they acknowledge uh, what we were before colonization. You know, we always get the history of slavery, African right. people being enslaved. We don't know, like, Nothing. we don't know and we are not taught in school, like what happened before, like, and mm. with this book really has got a long journey himself, like full of research to mm -hmm. be able to portray history of the Asian African kingdoms, like the Kush, the indigenous histories, such as like the Incas and Mayas. I think as well, he talked with someone that is Garifuna, descendant of Garifuna or Garifuna. like, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So there is someone that is doing a PhD about that. So he talked to this person as well. So yeah, that's it, like the main, like, purpose of Kushobi is like educational and um, yes you know like the history that we receive like nowadays is really whitewash history right. <laughs> right. Uh, for Nelly this is like a really personal challenge and um, mm -hmm. that's like to make people aware and empower them to do their own research about black history mm -hmm. and he always talk about like you know he didn't learn about the Haitian revolution in the Caribbean that was the first independent nation. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he, that had like a really impactful moment for him. And that's why he wants like to give back to the Caribbean people, mm -hmm. not only for them, but you know, the, in general, but he coming from the Caribbean, he wants to give this to his right. people. And yes. That's like kind of the main goal of Kushobi. And I really like think it's important. And, it yeah. is. It is. There could be more people like doing that, and I I feel like this is like a star, and I want like to empower more people like to follow this kind of path to have more entrepreneurs in our society and everything. Right. right. Yeah, it's quite interesting because I um my family is um well my grandfather's side is Garifunas in Honduras. Mm -hmm. These are like people descended from Saint Vincent since some told. And I don't know much about that history, which is a shame because I'm not taught it. 
I, I moved mm-hmm. to St. Martin pretty young. So I don't really know anything from that side of my family because I, you don't talk about it. You don't know nothing about these things. Exactly. What you're supposed to learn in history class. And so I don't want to hear Columbus. Like I'm sick of that tired ass exactly. And then I was talking with Nelly in Ecuador when I was a child. I was learning just about the indigenous civilization in Ecuador, mm-hmm. but they make like a disconnection. It's like, yeah, that happened before that has, but that doesn't have nothing to do with you. So, right. you know, it's kind of, they don't give it like on a proper way. Like, right. you know, like this is like, just like this week I discovered my great grandfather was indigenous. Oh my God. And I was like, man, why didn't you never tell me? <laughs> like I knew about my Afro roots because uh-huh. of my grandma's side, but from my grandpa's side. And I was like, mom like this is like shocking like you, it's like uh, yeah it's like we are not like used to talk about right. our story like the real one like our indigenous mm-hmm. our people where they come from and question everything yes right right and it's yeah also in like Spanish countries Latin American countries especially in Honduras Roatan, you don't really learn about black history like what it's, really the black people went to you, you really mainly hear about what the whites do of the white, mm-hmm. the whites um, evolve into like basically being the managers of companies, but you don't have nothing about black people, and it's 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 coming along because especially in the United States, a lot more, especially black people are becoming more aware of their own culture, their history, and they're trying to get connections with it. And I really so, hope we as people in the Caribbean we try to get more in tune with our culture because. Not many of us are. We're just like living day as we come and just going. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't really pay attention to our history, and it's quite a shame. It's sadly, and as well, for example, in Ecuador, as you said, it happens the same as in Honduras. Like we don't learn about Black history, and I was trying to find a book written by a Black person, like to mm-hmm. know like the story of our Black people. Mm-hmm. And the only part that I found, the only book that I found was like an encyclopedia, like they teach it in school, I guess. Mm-hmm. It looked like a school, like it was didactic, like for school teachers, and it was written by a priest or oh. stuff like that. So, you know, it was like a Spanish priest that went there and he was like, you know, describing everything. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he put everything from his per- perspective and right. tell everything like from what he experienced or what he talked and maybe he didn't even talk with black people he just like you know exactly so yeah it was like kind of disappointing like not to have like documents and like what I when I was in Panama as well another trip that I did I talked with another uh, Afro-Panamanian person and she was explaining the history about the braids mm-hmm. so it was really interesting because you don't really have like a book that explains you, yeah, the braids, it was messages like that mm-hmm. were given, like in the past. And she told me it was like my grand grandma's uh, passed it like vocally to my like mom and then to her and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's like, it's a shame. Like we don't, you know, feel inspired to do and write down everything that like all okay. of it. I really hope moving forward, uh, we as Black people, we can really indulge more in our history so that our gen- like our future generations could have something to look back at. Not only just the negativity of our history, our past, <laughs> but also the positive, positive things that came out of it. And so let's, I know we're talking, we're getting very deep and I love the conversation. 
But let's talk about some of the characters in the book. Um, can you just give us a few little examples of who, what are some of the characters? I know you mentioned the main character, but do you have like any other characters? So, yes, of course. Like, I think like the main character is Oxy, and then we have like a really important character that is Fatima. And then Fatima is like a beautiful black queen curvy body like showing her natural beauty mm-hmm. she's a, a scientist she's like one of the brightest minds in Egypt and yeah like her body is full of like indigenous marks and I feel I, I we have done like few I don't know I don't a uh, few how do you say few videos with other people like that have been sharing the book and like there are black women like feeling identified mm. with Fatima so that's like really we feel really proud of that because usually like we are underrepresenting and then right. see this woman that is super beautiful and everything so yeah that's like for me that's like the main character of the book mm. even like the story the history is about Oxy mm-hmm. uh, she has a really important role in the book I cannot really say that much, but... No, yes. I don't want you to give it all because they need to read the book as well. Exactly, yes, yes, yes. And can you just show us like a little peek of how these characters look so you could give us a little peek? Look for hair. A second. So this one is Oxy that I commented. And then here, oh, I don't know if you can see Mm-hmm. You can. Fatima. Fatima. Yeah. Fatima is so sexy. <laughs> yes, that's Fatima. And it's so nice because, you know, we have like the version of the comic book, but as well, like uh, Nelly intended at the beginning to create a graphic novel instead of a comic book. So she, he has like as well, like the graphic novel version of Fatima. Mm-hmm. So you can see both of them and it's super beautiful. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure our, our listeners will love it as well. So um, what key elements can women take from this book? So one of the key elements women can take from this book is representation that I said before, specifically positive Black woman representation. As I have been commenting, Fatima is like, a, it's one of the main characters of the book. She's as a scientist one of the brightest minds in Egypt. Um, from this character, we can take like so much inspiration as we have a character that is portrayed as intelligent, powerful, in control of her life. Mm-hmm. And right now we're living in a time in which we as brown and black and indigenous women are underrepresented. And I believe this is a simple but impactful element for our society and for mm-hmm. the change that we aspire. We want more and better representation of women in our community. So I believe Kushobi is achieving that. And yeah, like another key element I can comment is like the appreciation of natural beauty that I commented before. Because like, yeah, when talking with the author, with Nelly Blaze, like about the way the character was created he told me he wanted to praise black and brown women and their natural beauty mm-hmm. uh, this is why when you see fatima you see the curvy woman with the string natural beauty and uh, the stuff that she has on her face no makeup of course like every woman has a choice to do makeup or no right. and one of the 
pose of Kushobi with this character is to make like brown, black and brown women to feel proud of their skin, mm -hmm. of their unique beauty and be comfortable with who they are. Right. And lastly, I think another key element for women we have on the book is an image of a woman, Akembe. Mm -hmm. She is the wife of Oxin. She's breastfeeding her child. I don't know, I can look for the image. One second, so you can see it. You have it, oh, wait, sorry, my bad, here. I don't know if you can see mm -hmm. her. Her, yeah, her, chi uh, her child, uh, when making the comic, I'm talking with the artist, Nelly and I as well discussed that uh, the, the still there is like, a lot of controversy when a woman is in public rescuing right. a child. So with this picture, we wanted to normalize that up, mm -hmm. that is like completely natural and no woman should feel ashamed or be feel ashamed of doing it on public because it's like something supernatural and it's like, you right. know, that's how we were born. So I feel those three elements are like the key ones that women can take from this book. So I hope like all of you read it can see it like that way. And as well, maybe someone sees something else that I didn't see. So, you know, right. everyone right. can do the, her opinion about it, their opinion, sorry. Very nice. And what advice do you have for women to be more aware of the importance of legacy building, entrepreneurship and women empowerment? So, I come from a poor family, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, as I say, I come from, I was born in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. When I was a teenager, I moved to Spain. And then, you know, I have been traveling the world and anything. But, you know, like before, like when I was in Ecuador, my family was really poor. And when I, I was a child, like my family had to struggle with monies. And, but I don't have a specific, a specific memory about that because even mm -hmm. if we were, they were struggling, they always made sure that my sister and I like had food on the table. Mm. Like we had the necessary, the necessary things as well, limited, but you know, like I didn't care. Like I had toys, I had like the rocks to play or whatever. And I remember one of the things that my grandmother uh, and my mother used to always tell me is like our legacy to you is not going to be properties or money, but the best legacy we're giving you is an education. Right. And this phrase that was repeated during my childhood and teenagers, teenagers years has been like really powerful. Mm -hmm. And the, the education that they were able to give me has made me be where I am today and has made me be aware of building a legacy mm -hmm. for the future generations and make them proud of who they are. And I share the same will as Nelly. Uh, and that we want to build a legacy for our future generations. And to do that, we need to be entrepreneurs. Right. And that is the key. And, you know, if you have a goal, dream, plan the steps to make it possible, strategize, and do not stop working of, on it. Like, we nearly, like, every night we set, like, we set goals and every night we find, like, new things. Like, he's, like, mm -hmm. um, mind in ideas so it's like he gives ideas and like you know every day like we are like mm. let's uh, see how we can make it possible let's see like okay. even it's like five minutes before sleeping we always talk about that you know and I feel uh, it's really important you know to do like step by step and as well of course as 
as women, we have disadvantages, as we all know, like we live in a society that is male dominated and is a male dominated culture. Mm -hmm. So women are worse off than men simply because they are women. And this leads, leads to the inequality, discrimination, violence against women, right. including femicide. Femicide, you say? And you see that women are excluded from senior positions in government or in corporate boards. There are statistics that show that one in 10 women are leaders. So now imagine that the statistics brought it to black, brown, or indigenous women. We have almost like no representation right. in her positions. And right now, I think we are in an important moment for women empowerment. Mm -hmm. And it is crucial that we as women support and empower each other so we can achieve like our personal and professional goals. And as well, right now we are a moment in which there is a lot of talking about race. So I mm -hmm. think there is a point that, you know, I would like to comment here as well, like, you know, from an educational perspective. So because if you as a woman, like, specifically as a white woman, like, consider yourself a feminist that fights for the empowerment of women and have mm -hmm. never questioned what it means to be white, then you are fighting for a white feminist, and that doesn't exactly. include us. Mm -hmm. So there is something that I read, and I totally agree, is that if white feminists are ignorant about race, it doesn't necessarily mean that it comes from a place of malice, but we mm -hmm. all come from a white-dominated world. So for us as yeah. women to support each other fully, we must go out of this comfort zone and acknowledge mm -hmm. white privilege, as well as colorism present mm -hmm. in our community. I right. know like me have like lighter skin and you know, I have benefits from more privilege than my darker skin sister. I can see even that like with Nelly, like he being like, uh, how do you say, more darker than me. Like mm -hmm. I can see that, of course, they see me as a, they don't see me as a threat, but they see him as a threat. Right, right. So it's kind of like, you know, for me, like there are moments that it, there is like, a, you know, I see how they look at him and how they look at me. I can see that. And, you know, it's really important as well, like between, within our community. Mm -hmm acknowledge that so we can you know move forward so i believe like once we all are aware of this we can come on unity of understanding right. each other and as well this will lead to a lot of change in empowering between us women mm -hmm. and i believe like you know all of us are not willing to go outside, outside of our Friends. uncomfortability mm -hmm. for me it has been like a long journey to be aware of race and like even you know because in latin america like no one talk about race they say like yeah that doesn't happen here that doesn't exactly. happen here oh my goodness oh the same we are all colors we celebrate the mm -hmm. how do you say the mixed race and whatever it's all beautiful all cute and then like they just make you like be like unaware of anything and then mm -hmm. you just watch island you don't really care and or maybe like you know they don't make you care about it so right yeah important, like for us women like to yes to support yeah. each other acknowledge everything about each other yeah it first Why? it helps to start with us um we can expect the whites to understand where we're coming from if we don't even understand it ourselves so that's what mm -hmm. it's so important it's like a a storyline of just 
African empowerment, basically, of just Black people. And it's great. And it's, these are the type of books that should be in schools, not these nonsense books that so irrelevant to our studies and not needed in society. And I believe um, slowly but surely more people are becoming aware of the racial issues in our communities because we, a lot of people, especially the whites, they tend to say, yeah, there's no racism in our communities, especially in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. Maybe mm-hmm. not with the whites and the blacks, but within ourselves, within our black people, because the colorism, like you mentioned, like that's mm-hmm. that's racism already. Like, what's the point? <laughs> We're all just black people at the end of the day. So why? <laughs> it's just such a difficult topic. And so, like, what Nelly commented as well that as well that there is a lot of differences between nationalities as well like you know you are from this island you are from this island like oh like, yeah. they look alike, like they is the same people but it's like you know I believe like until we are not aware that the higher positions like the leaders mm-hmm. are, and they are not leading us in a good way and they are just making hate each other right for things that they it doesn't really make sense like you know like yeah, you are from Haiti, like, yeah, you don't belong here in San Martin. It's like, yeah. It's a big issue in St. Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And I am a foreigner. I am, I'm proud to say I'm from Honduras, but I'm also proud to say I'm basically a St. Martiner. Who are mm-hmm. you to tell me that I am not a St. Martiner just because I'm not born here? Mm-hmm. Who are you to say that Indian are taking over our stores when you're when you as a local is not even doing anything to represent yourselves? Like you cannot blame foreigners for doing something, for starting something when you're just sitting doing nothing. Exactly. exactly. And it, it's it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. I cannot wait to do an episode especially on that for for St. Martin people so they could become more aware of the things to say because it is hurtful when people say oh that's Spaniard what are they doing here that's Spaniard that's Spaniard I'm like Mm -hmm. why (laughs) why it's just not nice I don't understand the way people think (laughs) but it's I really love the advice that you give Mm-hmm. very very needed in as women um our legacy starts with us we need to work towards it from generation to the next generation and we just need to continue building ourselves and that's the best thing we could do especially as women we need to start supporting each other it's not a competition it's you do you achieve more when you work together exactly you achieve so much more when you work together. And I, I hope people grasp that concept a lot more than thinking everything is a competition. Your idea compared to someone else's idea are two different things and have two different audience. So I hope we work more together in the future. The system wants us to be separated because mm-hmm. they know if we come together, like we're going to be it. unstoppable. But yeah, that's it. Know, like, yes, people that don't want to realize that they mm-hmm. don't want to question the system. So that's like, yeah, it's annoying too. It's annoying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So, Maria, so um, it's annoying, yes. But you're doing coming, coming. Yes. Yeah, day by day. 
So you are basically a multitasker. You you have many hats. You are on a lot of projects. You have your own personal life. You have work. You have um, different projects. I'm, I'm guessing more books to come. Yes. <laughs> more books to come. So that's more projects, more research. How do you balance it all? all? Like, how do you balance all of your work and all your personal life what what do you do what advice do you have for women to balance everything that they're doing yes so i think we really like need to see how we function like mm-hmm. i work really good under pressure however okay. i know where is my limit like, i mean i know like i work like you know when there is pressure i go and get things done mm-hmm. like you know it's like it's like the adrenaline <laughs> For me, it's like, okay, I need to finish that in one hour. Mm. So, you know, uh, I know, but you know, I know there is my limit. And if I see I'm getting like too much things at the same time, I'm going to mm. get the stress and everything. So mm. yeah, just take a moment to relax. And then, like, you know, you just need to know like, what are your priorities and right. what you want to get done? You know, my previous job, like I had a really good uh, schedule. So I would work like four days but then I would have work day, four days off. So it was like an eight day shift. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of like this, uh, this, this schedule contributed like to have the balance between work and the personal projects mm-hmm. because you know I would be like, okay, I'm working these four days, but then in these four, other four days I can study. I was right. studying my master in that time and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like during that time, you know, Kushoi was being made graphically and I was together like with Nelly and we were having like the weekly meetings with the artist Wilson Zapata that I need to mention. He's a really great artist from Colombia and I am really proud of the job that he has done like graphically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like he being from Colombia, me from Ecuador and Nelly from San Martin, like we really beautiful. Good- mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, we were having like kind of weekly meetings, like I advised him how we wanted the scenes to look, explain him what we wanted to transmit. And he managed to capture like everything mm-hmm. and portray it great. Um, therefore, like, you know, that part didn't put like no stress on me. So then like as well, like changing like to as well, like I want to mention like sports is really important. I forgot to say like, you know, Nelly is a super sportive person. I am not. So it's like, I'm like, hey, tomorrow I'm going to do the sports. Don't worry. Yeah, we're going running. Yeah, 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 mm. sure. And then the day comes and like, oh, I'm lazy. But yeah, like right now we have got like to the point that I'll say like, yeah, you know, like sports is really important to mm-hmm. the stress and meditation as well. I advise everyone like meditation. I, I started to do yoga. I know it has a lot of benefits. However, I am like a beginner, so I don't really know like how to tell people because I, right. I am doing it. But meditation and, you know, running or whatever is really important when you have like a lot of different things to do, to take like even 15 minutes, 20 minutes a, a day. So that's really good. Um, yeah, right now, as I change my job, it's completely different. I work from Monday to Friday. So oh. it's been like since the book got released it's been like super crazy like oh my goodness <laughs> marketing is like it should be like a like you know it's like this is like a paid job like we are like dedicating a lot of hours right. because mm-hmm. we are talking to a lot of people like 
to do the promoting, finding people to collaborate, working mm. on ideas. And then we would like to bring Kushobi to other mar- another markets. Mm-hmm. So, so in Spanish would be like the next one. Uh, okay. The next project we would like to have, like, and I, I have, I speak Spanish so that I am like responsible of that part. Mm-hmm. As well, Nelly would like to uh, have the book in Swahili that is like the most spoken language in Africa. Okay. And, you know, like it's been, it's a lot of ideas that we have. So it's super complicating sometimes mm-hmm. to balance everything. But as I said, like, just I like, know how you function and like, you know, prioritize things. Like, okay. it's really important, you know, like what comes first. And yes, and specifically about the project, like we are really happy because we are getting it to be known worldwide so right. yeah, a lot of people mm-hmm. in america in europe we have friends in asia as well mm-hmm. so that's really nice and in africa as well we have a lot of friends from there so right. yeah that would be like my advice main advice know how you function do a sports and don't try to do everything at the same time because it's like impossible you just yeah I like, I like no. that advice, know how you function, because a lot of people could give you various advice, but mm-hmm. you may try all of them, but still nothing works for you. So you really need <laughs> to find what works best for you. Like anyone could give you advice and you could try to implement it, but it, at the end of the day, if it's not working, it's, it's not so working. Easy. So I like that advice. I need it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning as well. So it's just like, I'm like... And when I was at university, I remember they used to say, like, the teacher, like, uh, I used to study in the afternoons, mm-hmm. and mornings are the worst for me. I don't oh, work gosh. like, <laughs> it was like, oh, I don't do nothing in the day if I study in the afternoon. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I learned, you know, I am more like a night afternoon, first, night person. Same, same. I tend to wait until five o'clock, six o'clock to start doing what I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a bonus question for you, and I hope you could answer it. So what is your favorite section of the book and why? Oh, okay. So the, there are so many things on the book. I know, but you have is, to pick one. But there is one part that when talking with friends, we like, where like you know giving like it really came like to a debate so I really love that so I cannot really reveal that much but coming again to talk about Fatima she plays like the important role in the comic so there is one part of the history so story sorry in which she needs to choose between following the rules or saving a relative Mm. so if she saved the relatives, she would be like breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. So it's a really tough decision to make. So <laughs> I cannot say what she chooses. No, don't you like, say, don't say. <laughs> this is like one of my favorite parts because, you know, in real life, we have to do like really like tough decisions like mm-hmm. this one. So it opens the debate on society, you know, what would you choose and why? Like what would you choose to save your relative or would you right. choose to the rules and imagine you are in a leader position leadership position mm. and you have to give example about mm-hmm. you know like following the rules and everything so personally i am like really like kind of like oh because you know if i say to a relative yeah it's close to me and everything but then you know if i am like an example to millions of people so you, you know really do it. Mm-hmm. 
in that position, like I, I feel like we, it gives you, you know, to see, how do you say, to come out from your, I don't know how is the, how do, would you say that in English? Mm. Say it in Spanish. <laughs> to leave it away, you know, like to leave away like your feelings and like to, mm. to think more objective, to okay. make an objective uh, decision is difficult. Like, and you know, you have the objective and subjective uh, ways. So, you know, that just like, you know, to make this decision, you would really have like, you know, to have both parts. Of course, like when we were talking about it, like, my friend told me, like, of course, no, I would say my relative, like, <laughs> I'm not going to follow the rules or anything Yeah, but like you that. don't know until you're in that position. Exactly. But then, like, you know, then when Nelly was talking about something happened in the Netherlands, like the, I don't know if it's prime minister or president, or I don't know who, he has one of his parents sick with coronavirus, and then he couldn't be like he could visit that person but as they were advising like not to visit and not to be close by or whatever um. he, he decided like not to visit that person i don't know if the dad or mom i'm not sure like died i am not sure of that but then like you know he was saying you know in this case he decided like to follow the rules right to give an example rather like to go that's, and visit her. Uh, yes. That's so tough. yeah, it's like it's like really like you know you just mm -hmm. see it in that perspective. It's like mm -hmm. wow. I don't know what I would choose. Yes. So yeah, that's kind of my favorite part of the book. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> I'm excited and I can't wait till more people read the book. Um. So, um. Thank you, Maria, so much. I'm wondering, is Nelly there with you right now? That he could just hop on and just. Say hello. Yes, you give me one second. No I will tell you yes, one second. No so Maria gave a really great interview. I love this interview. It's so informative and necessary, um, especially for this woman to understand how this book relates to our society. And at the moment, I'm waiting for Maria to come back with Nelly, the author of the book, who is a St. Martiner that's living in, I can't say what he's doing. He's living in Europe. Can't say specifically where. So, um, Nelly? United Kingdom. We're living in England. <laughs> Nelly okay. is coming now here. Say hi to the audience. Hi, Nelly. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm okay. Um, so, do you have any comments or anything to tell us about your book and what inspired you to write the book? Um. Yeah, um, learning about the origin stories of life and um, how the universe was created and how to disseminate this information to the wider public, you know. Um, I feel we as people of color, um, indigenous people, black people, aborigines, mm -hmm. um, wherever you may have it, we are located. Uh, we all have our origin stories where we think how the universe, the Big Bang happened, but mm -hmm. we have to not tell that story because it's seen as primitive or evil. But then when you look at Western society, they have the, the availability to talk about Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> they have the, the, the possibility to talk about um, cursed or mm -hmm. um, zombie movies, vampire movies, etc. 
and they have the possibility to explore their um, their um, fantasy and imagination, but then we we have to suppress it. And whenever one of us goes and talk about, like let's say indigenous people talk about their um, origin stories or what they think about the Big Bang Theory, it seems as primitive. Then when you go to black people, it seems as evil. Then when you go to Aborigines, it seems as absurd. But then when you go to Western people, mm -hmm. ah, yeah, that's possible, yes. The Big mm -hmm. Bang is possible. Um, their stories are possible and well noted. And right. no one disputes it, but then people in our own community dispute each other and be like, oh, right. you're talking about something that's not Christianity, so it's evil. And right. I cannot right. even put my mind around it, how they can accept everything from Western society, whether it's their religion, whether it's their origin story, whether it has to do with science or fantasy. Mm -hmm. And then with Black people or Indigenous people who have the same possibilities and the same mind and in some aspects in Africa, who has the most intelligent minds or the most strongest bodies, because life began there, so it's logical that in Africa would have everything that is around the world. Right. We can think about it. Mm -hmm. So that's where the inspiration came from. And you know, hopefully this can evolve into a universe where we can take it into sci-fi as well, and then we're right. seeing we can see fantasy stories about us in space because black people don't exist in space. When you look at series and movies, there's one black person. <laughs> right. yeah, black people don't exist in space, but they don't exist because we are not creating those um, those right. stories. We have right. to control the narrative. So yeah, hmm. that's right. where the inspiration came from. Well, your inspiration to us all, and it's just the beginning. I'm so excited for your journey and just thank you both for taking the time to do this interview um i can't wait to upload it so that everyone's listening tuning and also watch this live recording and yes thank you so much um one last question and i have it in my mind will the books be available specifically on st martin in any bookstore or in schools i'm trying my best to get it in the st martin library um mm -hmm. the jubilee library mm -hmm. i believe it's all that um, so I'm, I'm working on that as we speak to see how that mm -hmm. is possible and how we can get it there. It would be very cool. And then bookstores in St. Martin, um, I need to do my research on how to get that there and what's the procedures. I will work on it for sure. Okay. And then the schools, that process I am working on too. I'm doing it little by little. I know yeah. going via the government would not be the, the, the best way since they prioritize all Western books. Uh, right. I don't know what that. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, I will try my best to accommodate um, the way how um, our government think and work as a slow, slow pace and start from grassroots and, you know, make my way to the top levels. I think that approach would work. Because it if it may not be in curriculum, it could also just be in the school's library. And I don't think it should uh, be a problem. So, anywho. Good luck in the nice. journey. And no, it would be it would be a struggle, especially for St. Martin. It would be a struggle. So good luck and thank you both. And yeah, just enjoy the rest of your day, night, because it's nighttime in the UK right now. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Ah, yes, I forgot to mention like the book if like it's available on Amazon, yeah. like mm -hmm. worldwide. And like, yes, if you cannot find it in your country, just look for the closest market and you will get it. So good showing. Here you have it, okay. and I hope all of you enjoy reading it as I did, and find inspiration as well to create your own war and as well 
mm. yes, entrepreneur or build your company or whatever. Mm. We really like would like to inspire people to do so and to make a better representation as a set of as a, a community. And yeah. if I may, if I can say one last thing. Go ahead, go ahead. So I want to tell the audience out there, I, I think this would be a, a, um, a C. Martin audience base in a Caribbean. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I'm talking to my island people, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, please go at it with an open mindset because all around the world, um, if you haven't been living in the country, I'm not talking about traveling because a lot of us travel, but actually live in, in these communities in Western societies or in Asia, they all are creating their own versions of stories, whether it's Naruto, One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, um, Black Panther. They, these, these are all things that are created in Western and um, Asian society. Mm -hmm. But what we have in the Caribbean, what can we talk about? Can we only talk about um, slave movies, religious movies, gangster mm -hmm. movies where we shoot and kill each other and then our women are seen as helpers for drug dealers or prostitutes? Or can we have fantasy movies such as, um, you know, oh, what is that woman vampire, Sabrina, the, the, the vampire witch or something like that? The vampire, teenage vampire witch. teenage witch or something mm -hmm. like that. And you have, you know, um, Twilight, mm -hmm. you know, you have all these kinds of um, uh, uh, concepts of darkness. And it, it's been sold to millions of people in movie theaters, Netflix, and you, I can go on and on and on and mm -hmm. name all of these different dark um, um, movies and fantasies. So mm -hmm. give the show be um, all, all, all that you can with, 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 with an open mind. Don't judge it too quickly. Remember, this is your people. Because um, right. indigenous people, black people merge together. And you will find gems inside of this book. Like I said, it's an academic educational book that chronicles our life, our mm -hmm. origin, and this can really educate your kids. It can educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you go online to search what everything means inside of this book, you will be surprised. Love it. Thank you for that. And yeah, thank you so much yet again, guys. And I hope you have a good evening. So see you guys another time. And thank you once again. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Bye. All the best with your podcast. <laughs> thank you.